Welcome to the ICU Mama, a maternal mental health podcast. I'm your host, Christina Delaney, and today we will be talking to Dr. Michelle Davidson, who is a certified nurse midwife and psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at Leva Psychiatry in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Dr. Davidson specializes in women's mental health and is certified in perinatal mental health. She is Postpartum Support International's Postpartum Psychosis Coordinator. Dr. Davidson is also a researcher and leading author in women's health issues and has written over 33 books and 70 journal articles in the field. She is commonly called upon to educate on maternal mental health issues by the press. Most importantly, she and her husband, Nathan, a nurse practitioner himself, are the parents of four amazing children. I'm so excited to welcome Michelle to the show today, and she is a wonderful person, so sweet, and she was one of the first people I thought of to have on the show just specifically to talk about self-care and maintaining our sanity during these unprecedented times, and she was extremely willing, and I'm so thankful. Uh, So without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Welcome to the ICU Mama podcast, all about maternal mental health. Today, we have Michelle Davidson, a nurse midwife and psychiatric nurse practitioner with Leva Psychiatry out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Thank you for joining us today, Michelle. Well, thanks for having me, Christina. It's great to hear from you again and talk with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, I appreciate all the work you do for moms and it's an interesting time that we're in um, and I appreciate you joining me at, you know, such a short notice, but I wanted to bring you on to, you know, talk about uh, coping during this time, reducing anxiety, anything that might help moms uh, deal with any increased stress, anxiety, and fears surrounding the pandemic that we are in right now. Well, As you say, we have a lot of moms that are really anxious right now. We're on uncharted waters, as everyone is, and the information is just changing day to day. And I think anytime you have a situation like that, you're going to have a lot more anxiety. We're seeing more depression. We're seeing more panic disorder. Um, It's interesting because when we think about women in the workforce, we we know the majority of over 90% of nurses are women. Um, our teachers are, are a lot of women, and both of those career paths are commonly moms. So we see them on the front lines of the education issues and the healthcare issues. So we are dealing with a lot of moms with a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of um, moms facing homeschooling and doing things they've never thought they would do before. So there is a lot of anxiety and stress. So I'm seeing a lot of that in my practice. Um, we're having a lot of increased numbers in folks um, reaching out to us um, with folks changing medications. Um, and of course, we're, we're hearing a lot from the therapists we refer to and our therapy patients as well. So um, 
some of the strategies that we're using is um, reaching out to groups like your own, um, reaching out to their therapists, their providers, if they feel like they do need a medication change. But we're also doing things like looking at some apps that are useful. We, um, we recommend some free apps a lot. We recommend the Insight Timer app which is the largest collection of free meditations and mindfulness therapies, sleep, sleep programs, things like that for people to utilize. And we also recommend the Daily Yoga app, which is another free app. Um, we know that yoga really stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system, which is part of your nervous system telling you, relax, everything's okay. So those are two things that we're doing, um, among other things as well. Awesome. Um, and I, it's interesting that you, you say the apps, um, and I'll be sure to get some of that, those in the show notes as well. Um, so people can easily find them. Uh, but a lot of those apps are popping up on my phone um, for me to try. And I've, I've even downloaded some of them just to see, you know, how they work. Um, and they are, you know, stress relievers. Um, so what about the moms at home uh, right now, either trying to work with the children at home, the new moms that might have recently delivered in the last few months um, that are feeling um, increased anxiety or even just trying to stabilize their you know, feelings around these times, um, how can we, or how can they cope during these times with their kiddos or new baby? That's a great question. I think a lot of moms right now are facing a great deal of anxiety, but part of that anxiety is coming from kids having a lot of stress. And sometimes we don't think about kids being stressed, but children can actually feel stress. Anytime you take them out of their normal environment, being with their friends, going to school, being in their sports activity, their extracurricular activities, you're gonna see more stress in children. And children may not feel uh, what we categorize as anxious or depression, but they, they may start acting out. And so we have a lot of moms dealing with that. So there's a lot of anxiety anytime you have factors that are unknown. And that's the problem with this pandemic. Everything's unknown, it's changing day to day. So um, we think about moms who are dealing with just those and then there's higher risk moms that are whether they be new moms, moms dealing with custody issues, divorce, um, hiring new sitters, babysitters because they're trying to work or grandparents are taking over caregiving roles. People are taking care of parents. So those, there is a lot of at-risk group moms. We also have kids watching kids, which is another um, factor. So one of the things you can do is for moms to try to stay present, just try to not think of what if, what if, um, what's gonna happen in two weeks, what's gonna happen at the end of the school year, but to be very present on a day-to-day -day basis and just focus on kind of getting through that day. They can also separate their thoughts into a what if category. Um, a lot of times people are worrying, for example, I had a mom saying she had a high school sophomore and what's gonna happen with the SATs and what if she doesn't do well in getting to college. And she was going down that kind of road and that kind of hamster wheel with anxiety. And one of the things I thought 
um, to one of the things we talked about with her was what's the worst case scenario? So every kid taking SATs is kind of in the same boat. Um, they can retake the SAT multiple times. So the worst case scenario in that situation is really not that critical of a what if. So have moms try to look at those thoughts and before they kind of run wild with them, kind of refocus it into a, it's not that bad scenario and what they can do about it right now. So being present is a great way to kind of ward off some of that anxiety. Um, I demonstrate to moms nostril breathing, which is a yoga technique, and you actually occlude one side of your nose or nostril, deep, breathe deep in as long as you can, and then you change to the other nostril and exhale as long as you can. And that bilateral stimulation in the brain can actually relieve some anxiety. It's hard to be anxious when you're doing that task. So when moms are feeling overwhelmed, they can do that. I think I mentioned yoga. There's YouTube videos on yoga. There's also cosmic note yoga, kids yoga. Speaking of, I hear your kids in the background and that's just what moms are doing, dealing with yes. from home with kids. So exactly. your girls, um, but they're, those, they're there. Yeah, they're, it's a great way to get kids, maybe do the cosmic yoga video and they can do that while you're doing work or while you're trying to relax. Um, going for walks outside. I think having kids, families, and moms being active, because we know that the release of endorphins helps with anxiety. It actually helps regulate that parasympathetic nervous system too. So walking outside. Um, There's some national things that people are doing. I'm not sure how widely they're embraced in other areas, but um, they're putting hearts on doors and in windows for healthcare providers to kind of, um, as a sign that they're supporting those people on the front lines. And they're also putting bears in windows, teddy bears in windows. And so that's a great way for kids to go outside and walk around the neighborhood with you and see how many bears they can see, spot, how many hearts they see. Another great thing for kids to do, and you can do with your kids, um, as you're kind of incorporating that learning element, is start a pen pal program. So maybe it's pen pals with the, um, staying in touch with their friends. Um, we know that, um, as you said, support groups and things like that are great ways um, that we've connected people in the past. So continue that support so moms can text friends, reach out to friends, use FaceTime, online platforms like Zoom have a free component. So all those kind of things to keep in touch, keep up with your support system, um, reach out to friends and relatives. Um, if moms, if they have a partner or spouse, if they can reach out and have just dedicated time where maybe they take a nice hot shower, they put some lavender oil on, they listen to the music they wanna listen to and just have that period of time where they have a little bit of downtime. That goes a really long way with relieving some anxiety. Those are some really great um, suggestions and strategies um, for not just moms, but anybody, um, whether they're staying at home or even, my mind kind of goes to the healthcare profession too. Um, working um, and working in the midst of this chaos as well. Um, so thank you for all of those. Um, and I mean, you're absolutely right. The, I know my oldest has, when her routine is off, 
in changes, she tends to, her attitude completely changes. Um, so it's often hard to deal with and manage. Um, but routine, I think routine, routine, routine is so important. Um, but I agree with you. I think routines is really important for adults and kids. Mm -hmm. um, the flexibility in routines is great too. You know, sometimes there's kids like, it sounds like your kids really thrive on structure. And sometimes we get type A moms who are really anxious, who want to have that at nine o'clock, they're going to do this at 9.15. So sometimes the flexibility with the routines is great too. Um, and you know, the at-home learning is very overwhelming to a lot of people, but you can really make it fun. Um, we did an exercise. We're actually doing some videos on Leva Psychiatry's Facebook page and posting them, but we have a pen pal program that my son started. Um, he actually adopted a nursing home and we gave the nursing home a call and they put a drop box outside. And so Aww. coloring and he's writing letters and we drop it in the box, drop box and you're teaching them how to be a good neighbor, how to be a good citizen. That's a great lesson for younger kids. Um, those people, a lot of the facilities are locked down. They're not getting visitors. They're not allowed outside or to go out um, for, for health reasons. So that's a way that kids can really be involved in their community. The moms can really thrive off them doing something kindness and, and, and gives you an opportunity to give them that verbal praise and positive reinforcement. Because uh, a lot of the kids are hearing no, no, no all day. So this is a way to kind of do some family activities. Um, we see a lot of siblings pitching in, helping with siblings so you can read to them, set up a point system where they earn points each day, and then you can use those points. Maybe they get to pick dinner that day or they get to pick the board game you're going to play that night. Simple things like that. Um, moms can challenge other moms to how much you can walk using your Fitbit or a pedometer or something like that. Um, we, we do see a lot of patients that are reporting weight gain during this. So some of the time, and that's because you're right home. I find myself when I'm seeing patients between patients walking to the refrigerator, where in the office, I don't have that capability. So um, those are all ways that moms can support each other. There's a lot of great Facebook groups. And I was really excited to hear that you have a new mom group. And I'd love to hear about that as well. Yeah, um, so we, uh, Cherish Mom partnered up with uh, several organizations. One of the main ones was Bloom Foundation um, to get more support groups out there. And we, once I reached out, uh, we had uh, several support groups up and going in the matter of days. Um, and we supported, we were able to support over a hundred moms in our first week. Um, mm -hmm. And people can find that at the support, the mom support group.com. Um, we're happy and thrilled to be able to offer that service and all the facilitators are trained. So, um, and we feel that's extremely important and valuable right now. Um, that's just an amazing resource because new moms have all the stressors they normally have plus the concerns, you know, you want to get that new baby out for that weigh in, that weight check, their two week visit, their four week visit, their shots, and you're so afraid to take them out because of the virus. And that's a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress on moms. So I think having an online support group like that is just imperative to continuing um, good health 
um, in this population. So I'm super excited and I'm definitely going to share it on our Leva Psychiatry Facebook page as well. Well, thank you so much. And I think that kind of leads into my next question is, you know, as advocates and I know I'm a registered nurse, but I fall into the advocate category as well. You know, our normal ways of supporting moms and the way that we suggest more supports for mom in this postpartum time or the perinatal period, um, we're not able to kind of suggest right now the normal, you know, tell friends to bring you a meal, have friends and family come over and watch the baby for you so you can take care of yourself. Um, so are there any suggestions to take place of those normal things that we might suggest? Well, that's a great question. I think, I think some of the things you've talked about is your, your support group is amazing. Your Facebook groups um, that offer support are really, we're seeing a huge influx of people joining those groups. I have a couple of postpartum psychosis um, forums that I'm on and I see an influx of, at least the one I run, of people coming in and posting questions and things like that. So I think um, a lot of technology is taking the place of that. I do see people still, you know, bringing meals with porch drops off, drop-offs. And of course, if you're doing that, you want to make sure that you're preparing it. If you're sick, obviously you don't want to prepare a meal for someone else. But the porch drop-offs um, are a great idea to still um, lend a hand with a meal. Um, I'm actually bought about 100 greeting cards and I'm sending letters and just a greeting card out to my patients that are really struggling, um, the ones that are really isolated in that. And sometimes just that one thing a day, um, picking up someone's day can be really influential. So maybe if you know a mom who's struggling, you're a peer, you're a friend, you're a sister or mother-in-law, to reach out to them, even if it's a quick text, I'm thinking of you today. Um, maybe talking to the grandkids on FaceTime and giving her just a minute to run to the bathroom alone can be a relief. Um, having kids outside, I can't say enough about outside activities. Um, having kids have maybe a new list of chores to do can sometimes help you, but also give them a sense of um, self-confidence, like they're really helping out the effort. I think walking outside, physical activity, um, doing some yard work, the fresh air as you know, we're getting the seasonal change now and hopefully people in all parts of the country can start getting out and things like that. Um, teaching kids about flowers, trees, you know so much more than what you realize. So thinking about you know, what do trees need to survive and you talk about sunshine and water and things like that. So I think taking breaks from your normal routine is a great way um, to do things, reaching out to friends, sending emails, sending text, um, reaching out to those professional providers. Most, um, most therapists are doing online sessions if you need them. I know we're doing online therapy sessions. We're doing our medication management online now, which is a great resource so, so that we don't have patients coming in, um, but yet we can still see them and be connected to them. So I think having peer support, having professional support, those are all really good things to do. Those are all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful suggestions. Thank you so much. Um, what else was I going to ask you? Um, oh, what about, I know there are so many hospitals that are limiting visitors 
Um, and I don't think we talked about this beforehand, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. Um, but so many hospitals are limiting visitors, and rightly so. Um, and I think it was New York and New Jersey are uh, restricting the visitors in the labor and delivery units. Um, and most places are just allowing one support person. Um, right. New York and New Jersey are only are not allowing anyone. Um, so how can we uh, support those moms? Yes, support those moms and kind of alleviate those fears and anxieties. Well, I I, I agree. I've seen, um, and it's funny that you mentioned this because I just reached out locally to a local group. We have a Facebook group of about 10,000 moms. Um, being a nurse midwife for 25 years, I'm not doing deliveries anymore. I'm doing the psychiatric side. But I said, what are we doing here? And they're limiting to one person. But, you know, there's a lot of women that were depending on having their mom who's a registered nurse with them as well as their husband or a doula with them or a massage therapist mm -hmm. with them. Um, so this is a big disappointment to those women. So I think watching childbirth education videos online as a strategy to be as prepared and informed as possible is a great strategy for those moms. I know when I did um, births with military members, we did it over Skype a lot because they were overseas and they just couldn't be there. So I think making sure these moms have phone chargers and iPads and laptops and, and technology that with their chargers um, that we can keep in place so that um, they can connect during labor. It's definitely not as good as being there, but it's better than nothing. Um, you know, advocating for moms as much as we can in communities to make sure that they do have at least one person with them. Um, I think this is really going to be, um, again, uncharted waters and a very high potential to cause some long-term risk as far as postpartum mood and anxiety disorders and perinatal depression and anxiety. So I, I do think that education is, is key. And I think if they can watch YouTube videos, um, because the childbirth education classes are suspended right now, the breastfeeding classes are suspended. So watching those kind of things on YouTube videos and being prepared and, and um, practicing those breathing strategies and comfort measures, um, laying on your side, changing position, walking, um, making those phone calls, um, having those folks, you know, when you're in labor, your support team um, on call for you for these calls. Um, do a Zoom call with multiple people where you can see people, um, things like that. Um, educated about if you do think you're going to pursue anesthesia, when you can ask for um, the gas and when you can ask for an epidural and comfort measures. Um, I think nurses are going to be under a lot more stress in the labor and delivery and postpartum area to be not only doing that education and support piece, but really being more of that emotional support than maybe they're used to because they did have family and friends available. Absolutely. And I, I do like that suggestion of, you know, watching videos prior to birthing because um, those classes most of them have canceled in person um, and there's a lot more available virtually right now um, by other providers and other organizations 
Um, so that's a really great suggestion and making sure that your iPads and um, iPhones and phones and whatever you use technology wise is charged up and ready to go. And um, right. so Keep you plugged in, if you can bring an extension cord to the hospital, that's another great strategy. Sometimes you can't, you know, you've got it plugged in, but it can't reach over that bedside table. So an extension cord is great to bring. Um, birth plans are great. Um, you know, I always tell patients that birth plans aren't a guarantee, but they're a way to communicate your request. So put that in that birth plan that you want to be able to video and conference call folks or FaceTime them throughout the labor and delivery um, so that it's, you know, as, as much support as you can get. I think support is key. Um, I think moms need to know that um, their strength um, they have a lot, great deal of strength and looking to themselves and, 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 and being advocates for themselves um, and maybe role play that with your providers. We're doing some on tele telemedicine visits with providers and I think it's, it's a good um, topic of discussion with providers and what the providers are willing to provide as far as as far as care, because we don't want women to have unrealistic expectations that maybe an obstetrician is going to sit with them the whole time. And then the obstetrician um, has in mind that he'll be there for the delivery portion alone. So I think um, open communication is really key um, things. And I think um, moms being prepared, having their bag already packed, um, I used to tell moms four weeks early, have everything packed, have those focal points, your pictures, um, those scents, your lavender oil with you. Think about all the senses that you want to hit, whether it be smell, taste, is it sucking on your favorite um, popsicles, um, the smell you want to have, the vision you want to have, the taste you want to have what you want to hear, whether it be a music compilation. Um, you can also have um, moms ask people to record things that they can play during labor. So maybe, you know, when they're really struggling with contractions, have their mom who can't be in the delivery room saying, I know you can do this. I'm so proud of you. Um, recordings from other children, from siblings, from best friends who've gone through labor, from their doula or their favorite um, nurse at the office. All those things are great strategies that partners or the mom herself or maybe a best friend can try to pull together for them. That would be a great surprise for moms in the labor and delivery room that I think would be really impactful to them. Those are really, really wonderful, wonderful suggestions. Um, especially as these moms go into the hospital um, right now and prepare to deliver and bring babies earthside uh, with right. no or one support system. Um, so those are really great. Thank you so much. Um, was there anything that we did not cover? I think that we covered a lot. I think we did too. And I just so enjoyed talking to you and I'm, I'm so, I'm so honored to know you and all the work that you do. I, I really respect everything you're doing, the support groups, your organization is just on the cutting edge of supporting moms. And um, I know this is beyond what your original scope was, but I think it really plays to the fact that as moms needs change, 
and families' needs change. We need to stay adaptive and we need to change to meet their needs. And um, we're trying to do that here at Leave a Psych and you certainly are doing that as well. So well, kudos you so to much. you. Thank you. And you too. I appreciate all that you do and especially right now, um, all the organizations and the people that are making things work um, and supporting moms in this trying time um, and working overtime, I know. Um, we're so appreciative of that. And I even posted this morning on Facebook, I said, you know who else needs kudos right now? Um, all the mental health providers that are holding space for everybody else, you know, they're rock stars in the time of chaos. Um, so you're definitely appreciated. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.